Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brands. It's been just about a year since Alex Lubar left his 12-year tenure at McCann to join DDB as Global President and Chief Operating Officer. In that time, he oversaw a merger between DDB New York and Adam and Eve New York and a slew of leadership changes in the region. Lubar is now focused on keeping creative excellence at the forefront of DDB's offering, both by continuing to hire top talent and by using generative AI to get to better ideas faster. Another big focus has been to get the network's offices working in tandem, as well as with other agencies under parent Omnicom's umbrella. In this episode, he chats about DDB's approach to creativity globally, the importance of creative effectiveness, and he teases some upcoming work from DDB. I'm Allison Weisbrot, Editor-in-Chief of Campaign US, and you're listening to Campaign Chemistry. Hi, Alex. How are you? Good morning, Allison. I am very well. Nice to be here. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. So I'm really excited to chat with you because it has been pretty much exactly one year since you joined DDB. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your role there and sort of what you were brought on to do and how the past year has gone. Absolutely. Well, I am uh, I'm the global president of DDB Worldwide. And the past year has been exciting. It has been busy. It has been dynamic. You know, we've had a, a lot going on. And, you know, one of the big focuses uh, of mine over the last year is, um, you know, is to really look at creativity and understand that, you know, DDB is famous for delivering emotionally charged creativity that obviously has the has the power to move people to laugh to cry to think to change their behaviors and and you know I want to make sure that we are continuing to deliver that across all of our markets and uh, you know and I think if you look at obviously the success that we had at Cannes this year with with network of the year mm-hmm. uh, I think our creative product continues to be uh, best in class and so part of my role is ensuring that we are delivering that great creative product and that we have the very, very best people across all of our markets uh, doing so. So what are some things that you've done um, since you've joined to ensure that? One of the big things that we did in New York was, as you may be aware, we brought DDB New York together with uh, Adam and Eve New York to form Adam and Eve DDB, uh, similar to the construct that we have in um, in London, and what that has done is it's added creative firepower to our New York offering, uh, as well as um, a real attitude around uh, always seeking out the best, most compelling, emotionally uh, driving work for our clients. So that that was one big move. Uh, then, obviously, we've had two big, big hires. Um, uh, in the U.S., right, with, um, you know, uh, Caroline Winterton coming mm-hmm. into New York to run that newly formed agency, Adam and Eve DDB. Um, and then obviously we've got uh, Emma Montgomery, who has come in uh, to run Chicago as well. And both of those leaders are leaders that have dedicated a, a great deal of, you know, their careers to ensuring uh, that creative product is is paramount. So that was, you know, certainly a focus of, um, uh, of the U.S. In terms of globally, what we have done is we have pulled together a program that we call Bullseye, which effectively brings together 
all of the creative leaders from across the globe to focus on elevating the best work that is coming out for our clients and our markets. And those creative leaders really work together uh, to ensure that they're continuing to push the work that, you know, is either in development or, you know, in its final stages to make that work as, as strong as, as possible. So, you know, really creating a global creative community has uh, frankly been at the heart of a lot of the success that DDB has had over the last year. Yeah, there's, um, I definitely want to talk about North America, but I know that, um, Marty O'Halloran's vision for DDB globally, he's the global CEO, is to kind of equate creativity more with effectiveness, bring in more digital consulting, data, experiential talent, sort of broaden the purview of creativity, but also make it a little bit more provable, right? So talk about how you're supporting that around the world. Well, I think as, as you know, anybody, you know, what their soul will say in our business, uh, nowadays, creativity goes hand in hand with efficacy, mm-hmm. right? And it, and it, so it's you know all very well being Creative Network of the Year uh, at Can, but we have to also be proving out that we are driving results. So you know it's good in in the US. This is the second year in a row that we um, you know that we were Network of the Year uh, for US FEs, mm. right? So the FEs are as important you know as alliance to us, and so we, it's really two parts of a single equation to drive success, right? Which is creativity and efficacy. Now, the form that the creative work can take, uh, it should vary and we should be um, you know, ambidextrous enough that we can go into a lot of different spaces and, and we can deliver uh, you know, interesting work across different platforms. But you know, at the root of all of it, um, you know, we believe certainly that we should be driving an emotional connection with our consumers that ultimately then drives action uh, which will drive results for our clients. Right. So how much are you, I know like one of your focuses was to sort of like coordinate work across the global offices as well as with the other teams at uh, Omnicom, which is DDB's parent company. Talk about that. Like how closely are you tapping into the rest of the Omnicom network to sort of prove out effectiveness? Um, and then I guess also talk about like sort of the journey of making the offices of DDB itself more coordinated? Well, it's interesting because you have to be successful as an office within your local market, but you also need to plug in to a global network because, you know, we all know one plus one equals three, right? So our local markets and our local offices, they need to really deliver best-in-class talent and best-in-class product at that local level but what ends up happening when we provide real connectivity at the global level, or, or I, I like to call it sort of a, a global connective sinew, then you get to elevate the work even further. And so, you know, we've got a, a very impressive community around the world. And as long as we bring them together and we not only allow them to influence one another, but also uh, to partner together then you continue to make better and better work, right? And then obviously we've got a, a number of clients that are global clients, so they span multiple offices. So there's obviously a, a natural inclination for partnership, uh, you know, across those clients themselves. Now, in terms of partnering with with Omnicom, there's a lot of partnership that that takes place. Um, it'll depend on the office and it'll depend on on the client. But you know, Omnicom has a real full suite of of, of offerings that we plug into. 
depending on the particular need. I, I think one of the most interesting things that Omnicom has done, um, you know, in the recent months is, you know, they, they have identified an exclusive, a set of exclusive partnerships on the AI side mm. with Adobe, Microsoft, and Google. And that has really given us the, the opportunity to bring some, I think, pretty progressive thinking around generative AI, which we're working through with a number of our clients now. And, and hopefully in the coming months, you'll see some pretty interesting stuff come out around that. Yeah, I definitely want to talk more about that later on and sort of your uh, philosophy with generative AI as a chief operating officer as well. Um, but taking it back to North America, um, you were sort of talking about the merger between DDB New York and um, Adam and Eve and some of the some of the leadership changes that have happened in the region. Talk me through sort of the merger and how that's going. I mean, it's pretty recent. It just sort of was announced a few months ago. Are you seeing the success that that you want yet? Are you on the right track? So absolutely, we're on the right track. And, and I think, you know, um, there's always a little bit of a question mark when you when you do a merger. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you can worry that, you know, there'll be some um, some tough collateral damage. I, actually, it has been smoother and more successful than expected. Um, there, uh, you know, truly the, the two agencies came together very, very well. Um, you know, we, we collectively moved into a new space on Varick Street, which I think was, was very exciting. And there was a lot of simpatico, right? So we didn't see um, any real redundancy, right? We had no conflicts with clients. Um, it was all additive in terms of kind of the teams coming together. So, uh, yeah, so far, I guess, what is it, three months into it, um, it's been very positive and, and our clients have responded well to it. Yeah. What, what, how have your clients responded to it? Well, I think, you know, in fairness, they want to ask, the first question is always, you know, okay, what is the upside for me? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and our response to that is, well, you're getting more scale. Uh, you're getting more access to uh, better uh, talent, right? And so, in most cases, the uh, well, in fact, in all cases, the, the clients have been highly responsive to that. So, um, no, no um, negative response from our clients at all on that. And you're um, when when I covered the story, you said you were still looking for a chief creative officer based in North America. Are you still Are you still looking for that hire? Have you found anyone yet? We are, and we are uh, we are honing in. Okay. So let's uh, stay tuned on that, Allison. But I, I think we should have some pretty exciting uh, news coming out on that uh, shortly. All right. Well, keep me in the loop. Mm -hmm. So obviously this merger happened amid a few other leadership departures in North America. Um, do you feel like you have the team in place that you need in the region now? And sort of what's your vision for now that you have these people in place to sort of create more some stability and, and reinvigorate the network in the region. Yes, I, I think we absolutely do. And, uh, you know, other than that, you know, that key role that we just talked about that is imminent, um, we have a very, very uh, strong teams in place within the individual offices. And, you know, now it's about just getting out there and doing what I know, uh, you know, all these folks can, can do very well, which is create great work. Um, you know, and drive a real community within each of these offices. So, yeah, I, I would say we're 90% there. Cool. How has the 
North America staff dealing with all these changes? That's a good question. I think, um, you know, change is always, uh, you know, always comes with some challenges, but I think um, at an aggregate level, I think they see it as positive. Um, I think that the, um, you know, the new leaders that have come in have been very well received. And, um, you know, ultimately the group will respond to the evidence of success, right? Mm -hmm. And so once you start to see, and, and I think we've got some examples of that, once you start to see, uh, you know, real demonstration of the success of the, the changes that have been made, uh, then, you know, people tend to embrace that direction. So, you know, cha change always comes, you know, it's a little bit bumpy, but so far, so good. Okay. Um, so talk about like, now that you sort of got your, your structure, you know, your leadership set up in North America and, and globally have this vision, what is, um, like how are, what are your clients asking for most from DDB as a creative partner today? And, you know, what new like services or approaches are you looking into to be able to deliver on that now and in the future? Sure. Well, I, I think it's, it's interesting. It's not radically different. You might be able to swap out, you know, the particular uh, discipline or platform that's being discussed, but it's not radically different from what clients have been asking uh, their agencies for for a long time, which is they they want us to be strategic business partners with them. They want us to come in and really understand the business environment and work with them on creating marketing solutions that uh, that ultimately uh, can service that business environment. Now, there is certainly a lot of interest in, in AI and mm. generative AI, right? And you know. As clients try to work out the implications on their business, they obviously want to understand the implications that it has on marketing. And, you know, so we've got various tests, I would call them, um, in development with different clients where we're looking at how generative AI can really enhance the marketing products, can enhance the servicing of the business. Uh, and that that is an area of, uh, of interest. But again, Ultimately, clients want strategic partners, strategic business partners, and that that we're seeing day in and day out. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the generative AI, your approach there. I think especially like as a chief operating officer, how are you looking at it as a way to drive efficiencies in the work? Um, and then where do you see it as sort of a, a creative tool? Yeah, well, I, you know, we're sensitive to the idea of it, you know, just driving efficiencies because I, right. I don't think that that's ultimately where the, the greatest benefit um, exists for generative AI. I think what it what it can do is it can allow you on the back end to produce at scale and speed, um, which ultimately allows your talent to free freeze up a little bit of their time to focus on other big picture uh, items and areas, and then in the development phase. It allows you to test out different concepts, um, you know, at an early level at speed as well. So there, there is a there is a little bit of an efficiency play to it, but it really is in service of allowing our best talent more time to think about the biggest strategic issues that that are at hand. So it shouldn't at the moment. It's certainly not replacing anyone. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, how do you see it, like? evolving inside of the organization? How are you using it now? And then maybe what sorts of 
roles are you thinking about in the future that that would be important to leverage this kind of revolution in technology that we're experiencing? Well, I think that's a very good question. It's a set of questions. It's let's be frank. We as much work as be has been done in this space, and and frankly, Omnicom and and DDB have been thinking about AI for a long time. So even though it's very popular in uh, you know in culture at the moment to discuss AI, it's not like it's come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right? There's been a lot of work that's happened uh, prior to this. We are still working through a number of different tests to see, okay, well, this is where it could be most beneficial. This is where it could be most effective. I think one of the areas uh, to really focus on is ensuring that there's a a level of acumen and understanding uh, on the part of all of our people across disciplines um, around what AI can bring and, you know, where AI can, uh, can ultimately benefit the business. So really everybody, everybody needs to be smart about it. And everybody needs to be prepared to learn and evolve their thinking. And then ultimately we'll understand where the best applications are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very much still in a experimental phase, I think. Right. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of evolved technology here and, you know, we, we have some great, great products that are going to come out. Right. But we're still working out what's great and you know, what's not so great about it. Right. So um, yeah, watch this space. <laughs> yeah, indeed, we are. <laughs> um, yes. So talk a little bit about, um, I mean, I, I've been sort of hearing from different creative leaders, a bunch of different things about the the pitching market right now. Some are saying it's really busy. Some are saying that, you know, Q4 is looking slow. There's obviously like the writer strike and the auto strike that the auto workers union strike that just kicked off. How are like, I guess, how are you navigating through all of this? What feels like just permanent uncertainty? How is that impacting the way that your clients want to work with you and, and what you try to deliver for them? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good question, Alison. Right. So uh, un- uncertainty is the new norm, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we're, we're seeing a lot of activity, right? Um, and we're seeing a lot of kind of new business activity or, or we're seeing evolving activity with existing clients. I, you know, I always believe in, you know, deepening and strengthening the relationships that we have with, with our existing clients because there's, there's always a lot of uh, new opportunities, especially, you know, based on the, on the last conversation that we just had about AI. So there's, there's a lot of new stuff happening with existing businesses, which is, which is very exciting. Then there is the net new activity out there and, and it's a real mix, right? It's a, it's a mix of different sectors. It's a mix of, um, you know, different parts of marketing, um, as well as a mix of different sizes. And, and, you know, we've had, uh, you know, some good successes, you know, we want to continue to, to amp that up, but, um, what we have, what we haven't seen, uh, despite, and actually we'll, we'll, through your colleagues, have some pretty exciting news in the next couple of days, but uh, which I can't talk about quite yet. But other Come than on. that, we, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I know. You, may, you may already know. I don't, I, I'm not sure if you've been told. But the, uh, uh, there, there, is an, there aren't enormous uh, pitches that are happening um, at you know any sort of scale, uh, there are a couple obviously that you will be familiar with that have happened over the last few months. But um, I think there's a lot of you know uh, trepidation, you know, and uh, as you know, the, the marketplace feels its way through 
uh, the the evolving environment, right? And so, Mm-hmm. Making net big change is is probably not always the best thing to do in, a, in an environment like this. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like it's it's for a while the the big creative AOR assignments have been declining, but I think as you know, as creative pitches get smaller and more frequent, how does that sort of change the way you approach the new business marketplace? Well, it's interesting you say that they have gotten smaller because I'm not sure that they've always gotten smaller as they have perhaps been bundled up with other aspects of Mm. of marketing, right? And so, uh, you know, frankly, uh, the approach is to uh, understand how to integrate and to partner with different offerings with either within your own agency network or or within the holding company, which we do with, with Omnicom, and understanding that it is that, you know, that multifaceted offering that ultimately has greater effect um, and is stickier with clients. So, you know, we go we go in a market a lot uh, with our partners, mm-hmm. and and we find that that's actually very successful. So, you know, it's a combination. Interesting. How much is that like a culture shift at DDB? Because I know uh, a lot of creative networks, like probably like your your previous home, McCann. A lot of the offices historically had kind of operated separately. Uh, from themselves and then also from the holding company. Now it's really about integration and again, not the newest trend, but I'm curious how like from an organizational change perspective, like how that evolution has gone for for teams to work together better. I've always thought that great integration comes out of partnerships where both sides are firing on all cylinders. Right. And, it, and, and where it is difficult to integrate is where you have one entity that is much stronger than another entity because they're less inclined to want a partner. Whereas if both entities are very strong, then actually there's a natural inclination and a natural desire to partner. And you don't have to necessarily force that integration because both of those entities are saying, wow, that group is really good. I want to partner with them. It's going to be additive for me. So the, the, the greatest, the secret source to strong integration is to ensure that the offerings of all of the individual entities are very strong mm. because then everybody wants to partner together. So how do you ensure that? Like, I don't know, I guess. All, all the usual stuff. You've got to bring in the best possible talent. You've got to ensure that the uh, you know that everybody is motivated. You've got to um, constantly evolve the offerings. You just have to be you know best in class. Mm. Yeah, I guess you have to hope that your partner is best in class too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to help them. You got to help them be best in class too, right? <laughs> right, right. We alluded to this before, but I know you have a strong philosophy on like creativity and effectiveness. Do you think the industry is thinking about this enough? And do you feel like, you know, you were sort of talking about the difference between can and the FEs. Do you feel like industry awards like properly recognize the importance of effectiveness? I I think for the most part, there is a general understanding that, um, you know, creativity cannot exist in a vacuum and it has to be tied to efficacy. But, you know, I look at awards as being an output of successful client work. You know, first and foremost, we have to focus on delivering for our clients and delivering results. And, you know, if, you know, that, that which we create happens to uh, succeed in the, in the award shows, that's great, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, certainly we don't pursue 
awards unto themselves. Um, so I think that that I think that's very important. I think look, creativity is the heart and soul of our business. Um, you know, I think it historically was. I think it will continue to be, no matter how how we evolve it. And you know, it's important for us to to really show our clients as well as our people that you know when you when you creatively build an emotional connection, whatever that connection is with uh, with consumers, you are more inclined to drive greater business results. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know that they that connection can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. Uh, but I, I absolutely believe that that's paramount. And I, and I think that that's why clients will continue to come to us, uh, you know, now and, you know, 10, 20 years from now. So that's mm-hmm. at the center of what we want, want to offer. Yeah, of course. Um, so I want to talk about your career a little bit. You were at. Uh-oh. Mc- Uh-oh. Now, now <laughs> we're going to send everybody to sleep. Allison. <laughs> well, one question, I guess you were at McCann for, 12 years, I believe. What was it like moving to a new agency after all that time? Was it harder than you expected or was it kind of seamless? I mean, it's like, it's like most great things in life, you know, it's invigorating and it's, you know, exciting, but it's also, you know, it's difficult, right? Because you don't have, you know, the big thing about moving from one company to another company when you've been at a company for you know, a decade plus is, you know, you don't have the shorthand, mm. uh, you know, how to get things done, right? You know, at, um, you know, when you've been somewhere for a decade, you know, okay, if I need, you know, X, Y, and Z, I know exactly who I'm going to call in this place over there, you know, and you're familiar with all of the systems and the people. Now, mm-hmm. you know, fortunately, uh, you know, that we're a pretty tight marketing community. And so I, I knew a lot of people already at DDB. And so that, that certainly helped with, uh, with my landing. And, um, you know, in some of the principles about creativity uh, are pretty consistent across both organizations. So, so it, you know, change is always a mix, but overall it's been uh, totally invigorating, mm. right? It's, it's exciting. And, I, and actually, I would always recommend that, you know, to, um, you know, to people that have done things in their careers. Uh, I always feel that, it, you know, certain moments change is invigorating and stimulating, you know, and can help the soul. Yeah. And it's also uh, a little bit, it could be inspiring too for creatives. Yes. Yes. Unless you're a creative at DDB, then, then definitely don't change. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, speaking of creatives at DDB, are you guys getting ready for the Super Bowl yet? Uh, We are. We, uh, you know, we have a a couple of interesting things going on and and unfortunately I can't, I can't go into a lot of depth on them because uh, some of them are, net new and some of them are still confidential but you know it is obviously an exciting time for uh for our business still yeah what's some work coming out of ddb that you know you're either really proud of in the past year or that you're looking forward to that you can tease the audience with a little bit yeah i think you're going to see some um some very very cool stuff coming out on uh kroger right um which is you know one of our uh, major retail clients here in the U.S. Uh, we've got some new stuff coming out for JetBlue, which I think will be uh, will be very interesting. There's always um, good work on Miller Lite as well, um, you know, out of our Chicago office. So you know, uh, all three of those, just to, just to name a few. And uh, you know, in terms of what I've been proud of, I mean, listen, I was very very proud of a lot of the work in 
can this year. Um, you know, I think especially, you know, the big winner that we had with Lost Photo, which mm. was ITV and Calm, uh, you know, out of our, uh, you know, our folks in London, uh, you know, really impressive, insightful work. And, and I think that's, you know, I think every so often, or it should be more often than less, you know, you have a moment where you look at work and you realize that that's the reason that you got into this business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and certainly I think the work that, um, you know, Adam and Eve DDB London did for the last photo was that. But then actually, you know, also when you look around the Omnicom community, there's a lot of other work that's coming out. So, you know, TBWA and Mal and all of the work that they've done with Apple, mm-hmm. you know, especially the stuff with, you know, Relax, it's iPhone. That was mm-hmm. very, very good as well. So uh, there's plenty of great work that is coming out. And, uh, and so we should all still feel excited and proud. Yeah. Any, so obviously in your first year, you completed a merger, hired a bunch of new people. What are some of your big goals for, for next year for the business? I think we want to continue to um, collaborate uh, you know, in the best possible manner. And I think, as I I said to you uh, previously, you know, we, we are better together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so when we bring together our top talent from across the network, I think we have amazing, amazing results. Um, you know, and then a real, just a real focus on the creative product at the end of the day, whatever, and by the way, whatever form that that takes. Uh, but at the end of the day, we are in the business of creativity. This is why clients hire us and we need to make sure that we're, we're doing everything to make the best, best possible product. So that's hiring the best people. It is building the best capabilities is identifying the best clients to work with. Awesome. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to some of the work that you just spoke about and seeing what's next for DDB. Fantastic. Well, thank you as always, Alison. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening to Campaign Chemistry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and head to campaignlive.com for all the latest news on advertising and marketing. 